what was the most important thing that you feel you learned during this workshop? To chase a story. Just like doing it, like putting out calls without being nervous. I went from mm-hmm. emailing everyone to calling everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the pressure was high. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. That's gonna be good for news later too, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think the I think the big thing for me too was like not I was I never had a problem calling people or trying to like chase or whatever. But actually doing the interviews, being like Hey, no, can we go to your office? Hey, can we go somewhere yeah. quiet? Mm-hmm. And then setting levels and they're telling me what they had for breakfast. I'm like, is there a radio on in here? Because my mic was picking it up and none yeah. of us could hear it. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I'll just turn that off. And it's like, yeah, you can ask You can ask for that. Yeah, it's kind of like just like realizing that your work is important enough that you can make those yeah, demands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I think my last story specifically really allowed me to realize that people want to sound good too so like mm-hmm. yeah you're asking for you but really you're not quite and it yeah. I think it took me till this last one to like, really understand that yeah, yeah. I think I also there. learned how to like find backup stories really quickly if something ended up yeah. falling through last Thursday <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing I learned the most like about like when we do interviews is I think Pauline said it's like they already agreed to the interview so you can ask these questions. Like, you know, even the questions that you feel like, maybe I shouldn't, you know, it's, it's maybe mm-hmm. too sensitive or maybe like, ah, like, you know, and it just like reminded me like, yeah, how are you? You, you, you said yes to this interview, so I'm gonna ask you a damn question. So it's like, that's a good thing to remember. Yeah. Stepping into your power as a journalist mm-hmm. and, and sort of owning that and, and yeah. That was one thing for me. I definitely used to see every interview as a power dynamic where the other person had all the power. Mm. And now I sort of realized there doesn't there is no power dynamic. We're just talking, we're just chatting and like Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's yeah, so real. more yeah. comfortable just being like, No, I have I'm like me being here is valid and I'm gonna ask you some questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're like going into an interview with like somebody who has a title and like Yeah. 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 I think through this workshop, a lot of us have really like felt the switch from being a student journalist mm-hmm. to just being a journalist, yeah, mm-hmm. and reporting the story. It was a big deal when we started saying like I'm a reporter for the Signal instead yeah. of being like mm-hmm. I'm a journalism student. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, especially like sorry, as a student journalist, you feel like they're doing you a favor exactly. by giving you an interview. Whereas, like, now I don't feel like it's as much of a favor. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, thank you so much for coming. But I'm also like, oh, my God, thank you so much for making time for me. Yeah. Like, I yeah. really, really, that's literally me all throughout my undergrad. Yeah. I don't yeah. Also, now everything we do is being published. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's true. I mean, if you wanted to look at it, like, back and forth, like, they're getting something out of it or, like, they see something from it. It's not just, like, oh, they're doing an interview and they'll never hear about right. it again. Like... I think that's a good point about how we're being published now. And I think there's a strong correlation between the class in general feeling like real journalists and actually seeing their work like make a difference or be published. And you, when that happens, like I feel like you just instinctually want to do better like you want to produce great work whereas even though we're all in some form or another like paying to be here and paying to learn like we still I find there's still such apathy for doing the work just for school Mm -hmm. um so I feel like that correlation is super huge like we're being published it's real now and like I think click is so interesting well even mm-hmm. if you're just self-serving too like for the first three years you could just do stuff for marks 
and it's like exactly. whatever. Mm -hmm. I'll hit the boxes and do it for marks. But then now we're being published, so yeah, I can produce something that will get a good grade. But if it sounds like garbage and it goes like in between two pieces that don't sound like garbage, like my grade is fine, but it's like oh, I could have done so much. Better. Yeah, yeah, I feel like <laughs> yeah, I felt I, the no go for it. A big responsibility to like the team and to mm -hmm. putting on mm -hmm. like a show that we were all proud of and like that feeling is really good like that's a really good motivator to push yourself a little bit because you're not doing things just for your own like sake i learned a lot about teamwork i think and like it's dream work yeah <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's hard i think that was my favorite part about the radio workshop is like on tuesdays and thursdays I don't think we recorded at 2 p.m. once this entire workshop. <laughs> we came the close first, once. The first, the first yeah. one. We, the first one. Was that the November one? Yeah, that yeah. was the November yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. But, but when we when we were recording until like 6 o'clock at night or 5 o'clock at night and like the host would come out and there would still be a couple people like sitting around the table and like we we don't have anything to do. But it's just like that feeling of like, damn, like... We started our day together with five stories falling through, and we just pulled off yeah. hitting, getting every single story in yeah. into the show before recording it live. And so, like, but also like we started the day together, like yeah. we end the day together, like yeah. yeah. And it's just it's really nice. Like I feel like we all really understood that like we were all carrying the weight of each other's work mm -hmm. together and like mm -hmm. we all want to be proud yeah and yeah. share also, the whole just piece. like working in this space mm -hmm. i really enjoyed opposed to like like chasing things like while you're at home and yeah. like, you just mm -hmm. like it's just like well i'm working on this one story instead of wow we're working on this whole show like you can go and look at the story outlook and see what mm -hmm. everybody else is doing and it's just like more exciting i think it really i think it, that's like the newsroom feel. Yeah. <laughs> that is, like, really nice about the radio room. Like, yeah. we just get to, like, bounce our ideas off of each other mm -hmm. and, like, yeah. do, like, help give each other sources. I just, like, felt more supported, though, than mm -hmm. I have my entire degree here as mm -hmm. well. And I think that's a big shout-out to, like, you two specifically. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I have like, never had instructors that put so much effort into it. And, like, Mark especially, like, any time I have a question, he just, like, doesn't even wait for me yeah. to finish the question. And, like, that's the first time where somebody's put in so much effort. So then, like, I feel like I have to, like, you know what I mean, repay that by putting in the same amount of effort. But I think, like... I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I came into this, like, kind of bitter about my journalism degree. Yeah. And I'm yeah. leaving, like, oh, fourth year, like, kind of made the entire thing worth it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of that is because of how much time and effort you put into the students that are here. Well, I hope that you'll have that experience in all the workshops. I mean, I think a workshop is a very different construct than going to classes, Class, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes. and, and hopefully you'll have that experience in your next two as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Not I have to say, it doesn't help our mandate at all. If we don't yeah. listen to what you're telling us, we can't teach you. I know, but you guys Super have such a good positive attitude. Say. Uh -huh. yeah. What were you saying, Mark? That these all have a positive attitude. You know, Mark and Pauline, like, we're not, like, with other teachers, I can't be, like, hesitant to talk to, like, because uh, mm -hmm. the way you might, like, approach me or say things to me or just, like, just the vibe in general. You guys have that opening, I want to help you and yeah. get you to learn this type vibe. Like, also, Mark's got jokes. <laughs> like, at the beginning when you realize yeah, that you can say anything. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I don't realize feel stupid. <clears throat> is, I think what it is. I don't made to feel stupid yeah. by Not a, yeah. Yeah. of you as professors. Um, Mark has never, like, I will knock on this window and bug Mark and be like, Mark, like, what? I don't understand. And Mark has never gone, oh, my God, she's 
asking me this again. Yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> I like, legitimately yeah. asked him. Yeah, like, like, like genuinely, you yeah. really helped me and worked with me with That's Adobe. Stupid. You just knew. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like before yeah. I've like not known these types of things, and I've been made to feel like. I'm stupid. Like, I should have known. Um, like, because I've, I'm consistently asking the same questions or something. And it's like, I don't know. Didn't feel that. Yeah. I really, like, I've asked about, like, how to record a phone interview, like, five times. Like, every single time he'll go through the stuff. And I'm like, cheers. And, and then he does it anyway. So I'm like, okay, I don't need to, like, learn that. Yeah. 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 Um, so what you're saying is it's his fault that you yeah. have to ask five times. Yeah, but you gotta stop doing what it for saying? us and you just don't, don't make us do it. Like, nobody in here talked down to anybody or, like, made anybody feel bad for any sort of, like, you know, like, ball dropped or story oh, yeah. fallen through or whatever. Like, yeah. everybody had each other's backs and, like, the leadership from the both of you is just, like, so encouraging all the time that it made it feel... I feel like I, I got a really good learning experience out of this and I could focus on learning and not on, like, fighting with my professor like I've had to do in other spaces. <laughs> we all had equal power, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. nobody's stories were dismissed because maybe they weren't, like... Yeah. As newsy as some others. Mm -hmm. I think it's, I think it's important to mention because this is an audio medium. No one who's listening to this saw that when JS said the ball dropped, Dorsa's ball would chop it on a stick. <laughs> 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 I didn't even notice. Um, so I, have, I have a weird ethical yeah, question about oh. clips. And oh. if in a show. There was, say, maybe a burp in a CA interview. <laughs> when you're sending that clip to, say, the CBC, is it cool if you, like, edit out that burp? Yes. Okay. I, I would <laughs> say encouraged. Like, okay. <laughs> Does the CBC Well, because it's not what went to air. I edited it after it went to air um, when I realized there was a burp in it. <laughs> I mean, hypothetically. <laughs> hypothetically. Be careful of my Hypothetically. Yeah. But I mean, if it didn't yeah, These are just... good. Um, do we want to answer the awesome. what's next for everybody oh, question? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to do that. What's next? <laughs> so, like, what is yeah, the question? And, and you might not know, but what do you imagine or hope for? Mm. Like after How far next? Like, yeah. After May grad. After grad. Oh, I'm not graduating. So after the internship. <laughs> I don't have to answer this. So after our internships, you mean? What would you like to do with this degree that you that you've that you're almost finished? Win ten million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, retweet. I don't have too. to think about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Take over the world. No, nope. nope, just ten million. I just want ten million. <laughs> yeah. I want to be able to pay off all my debt. So yeah, that would yeah. be nice. Yeah, yeah. million dollars. So up. ten million dollars. <laughs> Does anybody want to do journalism? <laughs> like, I don't know, will I make $10 million? <laughs> I already do journalism, so yes, I intend to keep doing it. You do. Yeah. But I'm... this time you want to get paid for it instead of paying to do it. <laughs> She's got the secrets. Yeah. Uh, no, I want to write long form, and whether that be sometimes for, well, probably mostly for print, because writing's my shit, but... If I sometimes want to write long form or write things that will be recorded as audio, I think that this medium is really fun and beautiful. Um, sound is really cool. And I want to investigate and tell stories about people who don't get to have their stories told all the time. And that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Awesome. 
I'm getting into That's politics. That's serious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Okay. No. Yeah, I'm getting into politics as soon as I graduate, and then depending on how the 2019 election goes, I may continue doing journalism. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, yeah, he's going to be doing So journalism is the backup plan. So, NDP's I mean, never going to. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I put my name in the hat. Uh, so if I get selected from the candidate search committee, yeah, I'll be running. Um, if not, oh. I'll probably be the communications staffer. Okay, I'm Do you know Ron Sherrard? Uh, no. Um, and then 2019 election will happen. Uh, the either person I'm working for or me will win. And uh, I'll be employed for four years. Or uh, we won't. And then I'll find someone else to do. Maya, what what do you want to do with politics? Yeah. Or in politics? Well, after internship, and hopefully if I get the one in New York I really want, I will stay there for X amount of years. I want to be there at least three years. And then I'll probably go back to Bermuda, might do journalism for two years, RGDP, and then I want to become the Minister of Education in Bermuda. So. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah. Cool. I, Are you going to be an education reporter until then? Um, for the most part, but I really just would be like in the whole political realm, but education would be my main focus. Mm-hmm. I gotta decide how bad I want to go back to Iran and then decide what type of politics I want to write about. So like I have to, but I want to go into some form of like podcasting maybe or long form I think or me too. And and the two aren't mutually exclusive. Exactly, and they're can both be very complementary, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the really Guardian, the Global Mail, everybody's got a, the New York Times. They've all got podcasts now. I know. Mm-hmm. CBC. I'm really excited. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's CBC. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just very confused because I was like, for four years, I was like, I'm gonna be a book editor, and literally every time everyone was like, you want to do journalism, I was like, no, no, not at all. And then that's um, true. now I kind of want to do radio, and I don't know like. I'm very confused about that. Yeah. You're good at it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. You, you have a like... really good voice for radio. Thanks. But also, and, and you're a good chaser. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to rebel against your dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where his heart is. Yeah. He's going to be so happy. He's, he's very, I think he's not said it, but he's very pleased. He's, he's like, there was like a little tear. <laughs> well, he was, was like, like, all my time But he like, he's like, no, you should work for the CBC. And I'm like, well, the CBC's not the only radio station. He's like, no, work for the CBC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. They've got excellent benefits. Nepotism. Yeah, that was what everybody said. It was, it was like, they pay a good salary. Yeah. They do. Like, okay. Yeah. And benefits. Yeah. And pension. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hoping I'll get my internship at CBC PEI and then that they'll hire me afterwards. Or like I'll work part-time for them or whatever. Or freelance. Yeah. Well, likely if you're interested and they like you, then they would call you for filling shifts. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. We had that discussion. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm hoping. I think freelance is kind of my plan too because I also want to get my coaching certificate for horseback riding. So like the ideal would be like do both. Like, I don't know, I just want money to pay off my amassing amount of debt. Yeah, I kind of, like, along the same lines, I kind of decided that right out of my internship, I am not doing journalism. I'm going to go fishing, because <laughs> that's what I do to pay off my loans. And then I think, I just want to take a break, and I want to travel, because I've never been out of Canada before, and I feel like that's a gap in my you come Bermuda, you have perspective. A <laughs> <laughs> you want to go to the Middle East. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. Did you say fishing? 
Yeah. Commercial yeah, fishing. Yeah. Dude, she makes she a bank. bank. No, on the West I want Ava to be my sugar daddy. What do you fish for? Pardon? What do you fish for? Prawns. Where? Um, the, like, BC. Oh. Wow, that's fabulous. <laughs> Those are some good prawns. It doesn't feel very good. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if it feels like afterwards is usually pretty fabulous. But yeah. I know exactly where it's all going. She didn't love it. Yeah, yeah, I know I'm definitely going back north because of my student loans. And I don't know what I'm going to do there. I'm, there's, uh, I can freelance, but there's not a lot of, like, stable jobs in journalism Mm -hmm. up there, unless you work for CBC. I was going to say, would you go back to CBC North? I would, just because it's job stability. Would you enjoy going back to CBC North? I think I would if I didn't stay there for very long. But I think that's just me, is, like, I don't like to stay in one place for very long in general. Like, being here in Halifax for four years is the longest I've been somewhere since I graduated high school. That's interesting. I'm the opposite. Like, leaving a place is the hardest. I just want stability. I want a house, and I want to age with the house. <laughs> and, like, I just want kids. I can't, and I want I, a, I can't a imagine having a house and, like, being... <laughs> that's all I want. That's like, literally yeah, what I used like to crave when I was younger. tied to one yeah, place. That's, that's yeah. all I want. That's such that's a commitment. Yeah. So, I, no, but it's, I don't want a house. I don't want kids. I don't want a year, Where I was like, I think I need to drop that. Because, like, now I've done the journalism and university thing. Yeah. Halifax, I need to move on. Yeah, like, I think that there I could be experiencing that are new right now. Same, I think Halifax is like a transitory place, though. Mm-hmm. Be- well, for us, because it, it's a university. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's what I said for, uh, yeah. for like <laughs> ignore everything that I just said. But, um, like, I just think like I want to stay in Halifax so badly, but then I don't see how I would because I don't think that I'm going to find a job that I would. I really enjoy and I just find that like the journalism is very like the journalism like field or whatever is kind of insular and it's all about like I don't know who you know and just like I don't want to write for the coast necessarily like I don't you know what I mean and it's like yeah. I feel like my options are kind of limited and yeah I feel like there's like bigger things so I just have to say to Kayla <clears throat> that within the CBC working in the north is seen as sort of a calling card you worked at the North. Oh. I and, know. And people go to the North for that reason because they feel they'll be taken more seriously in other places after they've kind of paid their dues up there. I, to be honest, don't like that. I think it's like an unfortunate mm-hmm. I agree. byproduct of CBC because that like transitory nature of cycling through journalists who don't care to learn about the North, uh, getting their, like, earning what they need to earn, and then leaving. Um, Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's partly because people find the darkness difficult, right? They talk about the darkness and and how hard they find that. But But here's the other interesting thing, is that every person I know who's worked in the North longs for the North after they leave. Mm. Um, and say they would love to go back. Ask Dick Miller about working in the North sometime. Was oh, no, I spoke with He was the... up there at one point, yeah. 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 Yesterday? Mm-hmm. And there are spectacularly good stories to tell up there. Mm-hmm. I agree, and I think, like, 
going to rural places, uh, like small communities, small newsrooms, like I, working there this summer at CBC North, like I had a lot of opportunities. I wrote a, I published a story within my first three days in the newsroom, like there were a lot of opportunities that I'm told I wouldn't have found in like CBC, Nova Scotia or Toronto. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really great. I just, I don't know. There are also lots of people in the North who stay there Mm -hmm. and make a full career and provide the continuity in their places, right? Yeah. Robin, I'm curious about you, mostly because you haven't said a word. (laughs) And I love you. (laughs) I've been called out. Take it away, no pressure. I feel like um, because I'm I'm the only one who's in the one-year program, I don't have, like, this... Um, jaded or bitterness towards the journalism school Um, I came here for a reason and I still feel like I'm doing that exact thing that I wanted to be doing (laughs) drag (laughs) I swear so I feel it's like interesting to hear where you are all coming from I think that this is just to me this is just a step towards what I want to do and that is journalism in some form or storytelling um I don't think I have like a a plan exactly of where I want to be uh I maybe will end up at some place if I if I am able to at CBC um and I would like to work somewhere remote because um not for the reason that um was brought up before where it's like I want to just be here so I can have a calling card but I agree with Kayla where I think that there are lots of places that are underserviced and those are and and it's it, I don't feel like I'm coming in to save something like I'm not trying to say that I'm doing that I just like I just find those stories more interesting and I just want to be in a place like that and part of a community and um yeah I don't know I don't know I just feel like I'm in the right place is all Aww. Aww. <laughs> get out of here <laughs> no but she's in the right place <laughs> I feel the same like I definitely know I'm, def- I'm, I'm going to be into, in journalism or editing of some form when yeah. I leave this program and like definitely don't regret coming here for four years see it's interesting because um, now I can say that like yeah. for me after this workshop I can say like I'm definitely gonna stay in journalism but like before this workshop I would not have necessarily said like I would have been like yeah I'm probably gonna give it a shot and like try to do long form because I like went to school and this is literally what I've dreamed about doing since I was a little girl and like my grandma couldn't do this and like my aunt couldn't do this and they really wanted to so it's like I can do this so why shouldn't I but then after this workshop, I'm like, okay, no, I, I would actually like to do this, at, like, a little bit past that. And it's just, like, something that I lost, I think, when I came to this program mm-hmm. that I just, like, regained again, which is nice. I'm really happy to hear that. <laughs> Who did we hear from? Jonah. Jonah. Like this workshop okay, just supposing you don't yeah, win the 10 million. million. Just, just say, <laughs> say you don't win um, 10 million. Okay, so my plan B, I don't know, I've, like, really enjoyed radio a lot so I think it would be fun to like do something in radio but I'm also always going to be looking for that 10 million (laughs) (laughs) JS did we hear from you? I spoke first Oh, Mm -hmm. it was just like forever ago do you want to go again? (laughs) (laughs) what was everyone's favorite like 
podcast episode and then news story. It doesn't have to be like your own. It can be your own that you've done. It can be for a variety of different reasons. I'm just very curious. Wait, the for the podcast, I think it was, was it our tech one or the one after that just, it flowed really well? The community one. I loved the community one. No, it was, it was before community. Oh, no. November? Somebody's watching you. There was what to expect, but that didn't that was no. I no, I think it might have been the one that we did host Ava. I think it might have been someone's watching. Somebody that one was my favorite because yeah, I just felt like the script. It was the most like cohesive in terms of everything flowed together, and everyone's story was so interesting like I still think about I think it was Kathleen's story that your interview oh, your dinner was was in a gang I was in the studio and I was sitting across from Ava and my face just dropped I was like <laughs> turned around and looked through the window at Mark in the control room and I was just like mouth like what the you F? literally like, wrote something down on a piece of paper I can't remember what it was but you were like oh, oh my god, god. Yeah. Yeah. and all we could say is keep listening because there were like two <laughs> yeah. more like, yeah. bombs coming yeah because <laughs> yeah it was uh, like somebody shot someone yeah. and then it was, yeah. like, he was, was a gang, gang member, member. Yeah. Yeah. you could have done a whole doc on him yeah, yeah. No, it's, wild. it's not rolled out yet guys. <laughs> <laughs> keep watching <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, all I can think about now is that my stupid my story for that one was like a good premise, and then I couldn't find anyone, and so I changed the premise, and then I found people who were like, yeah, hundred percent, I can do an interview on Monday, it's great, and then like on Sunday evening, sorry, how many listeners does your program get? Oh, I'm busy now. Oh. And I was like, oh my god. So it was like Monday, I was like, oh, I got, uh, we got a. I got a. Someone spoke about this on another podcast, so I took tape from this. Like, oh my god! So I was able to tell the story, but it was just—it was so annoying. It wasn't the way you wanted. To no, not even a little bit. And that's all I can think about now that we're talking about that episode. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to somebody coming into the workshop? Mm-hmm. Into like the audio workshop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go to where the story is. Yeah. Like with with your microphone, go to where the story is with your microphone. So be in a scene somewhere. Yeah, and even just like go to your people. uh, It's better to have. It's better to talk in person than over the phone. Just go there, and if you're there, then they say, "Oh yeah, we do this." You can be like, "Well, can can we just go do this?" They could tape doing that. I would say, like, make your interviews flow cohesively, so you ask them, like, questions that relate to the other interviews, um, so then you have more of a focus when you actually create the story. So, yeah. It also makes focus the editing focus. easier if yeah. you're doing your podcast. Yeah. Also, before you go anywhere, think of your focus statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And make sure you have batteries. <laughs> <laughs> and your SD batteries, important. <laughs> And if your batteries were charged the night before and you left your Zoom in a place where it might be cold um, no. and your classmate has your backup batteries, <laughs> go make sure your first interview is at the emergency management office where they probably have an extra set they can lend you. <laughs> that wasn't specific. No. Again, hypothetically. <laughs> 
just always have that uh, interview at the emergency. What was it office? Emergency management office. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Always, always interview them first. In case I had new batteries. Try to set up your main interview for the day before you have to put things together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest one. It's like get or like your secondary that, interview yeah. can be like there, but like having everything like having your big interview done the day before, there's no greater relief in my I would life say, currently. I would even say like as your first interview, so your questions for your other people are better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pointed. Yeah. Also pre interviews. That's not something that I've done before I came into the live podcast. I mean into this, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Interviews are great. Even why? Why are they great? Because he sets it up. Like I did one for my current affair green, and like for greens, you have to do them because it's like someone. It just always sounds better the second time around, and they're gonna know what you're gonna talk about and everything. Especially if they're gonna be in the studio, which is like kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. But like just generally, pre-interviews are so nice because it'll also help you with your focus statement, and like it'll help you like narrow down your questions. So instead of having like thirty minutes of tape, where like. A lot of that is useless. You have like ten minutes, yeah. and it's good. Also, the people you are interviewing are so much more comfortable because, like, you've already told them like yeah. what you're going to ask generally, and just kind of like, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just like they feel so much more comfortable with it. Whereas, like other times, it's just like, hey, do you want to talk about this? Here's a microphone. Yeah, in your face. yeah. It's um, intimidating. Um, well, she thanked me the first time. She was like, "Thank you so much for doing this pre-interview yeah. because I was really nervous about doing this, and it, I think it makes me feel a lot better." And I was like, "Oh my god, no problem." <laughs> All good. I'm an angel, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I've learned to do, like whenever I'm meeting somebody and like I'm sticking a microphone right in their face, if they're not used to talking into a microphone. I always say, like, don't worry about this. Like, we're just having a conversation. I'm like, I'm about to get really close to you, but like, it's fine. If you say something dumb, we can do it again. We can edit it out. Like, don't worry, because everybody's like, mm, and then they're really, really stiff. So when I say that, I find people are just like, oh, okay. Yeah, and sometimes just, joking about it helps, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And then they just talk normally. Mm-hmm. Or being like, I'm going to take out all the ums. <laughs> I really, I take, I see people take a deep breath yeah, when I say yeah. that. Like, I'll take out all the ums. It's actually, like, my favorite part of the editing process. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It's so much fun. I love that I like. It is so much fun. I love that I know what an um looks like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would also say, like, anybody coming in shouldn't be afraid to experiment with the sound that they have. Like, if they want to try new things that they hadn't done before, like, just play around with it, see what works. You're gonna get a better result than if you just have like a formula that you just plug your sound into. Also, that's the benefit of Mark. Because yeah. you can be like, Mark, I wanna do this thing. And he'll be like, okay, well, why don't you try X, Y, and Z? And then it'll either work or it won't. And then you're like, Mark, it doesn't work. And he's like, well, you did it wrong. Here you go. <laughs> I thought every other day my response was, it's not weird enough. <laughs> no, I think that True. would be my piece of advice is to ask Mark anything mm-hmm. and absolutely everything. like if you don't know what you're doing or if you like fuck up your audio like go ask Mark like mm-hmm. it's not WWJD it's WW MD. What would Mark do? www.webmd <laughs> Wait, what's www.jd? What, what would Jesus, Jesus do? do? That's Get why out of here! Also, why did everyone say that? Like, I was supposed to know that. No one in Iran is like, www.jd. No, don't say everyone said it like that because 
because I literally just said, what would Jesus do after I said WWJD? Oh, I wasn't listening. <laughs> and it's usually followed by for a Klondike bar. No one says that. No one says that. No one says that. No one our age says that. Edit that out. There are three people in this room who are old enough for that reference. Yeah. Well, I get the Klondike bar reference. It's so confusing. No one says that. Oh, man. Who watches TV anymore, though? But no one says, what would Jesus do for a Klondike bar? Like, that's not Literally no one. So, anybody have a last thought? I would say acknowledge, just go back to the interview thing, acknowledge the awkwardness that radio interviews require. I like to do, like, the when you're getting the sound of the room, I like to do that first, just being like, hey, so I'm going to get you to say and spell your name, and then we're just going to sit real awkwardly for, like, 15, 20 seconds, and it'll be fine. And, <laughs> and then people are just like, this is weird. It's like, isn't it? And then you just kind of, like, go into it from there. But then they, it's like, okay, you know, you're kind of like... We got over that awkwardness first, mm. and then you can just have the conversation. That's a good tip. Last thing, help each other out. That's my yeah. biggest one, help each mm. other out. Yeah. There's been so many times where, like, somebody's been done early, and they've just, like, made themselves useful to, like, the production team or, like, social media or whatever, mm. and it really helps. It, like, makes the job come together, and also, like, people are going to owe you, and it's just <laughs> so nice to yeah. have that. You know what I mean? Like, everyone remembers. Yeah. <laughs> that I did that. Right? Yeah. Like, also, even just to offer, because like I never had any intention of following through with my offer.